First Kings. You can continue playing for a second, son. And we're going to start out in the ninth chapter of First Kings. And I want to talk to you a little bit tonight uh, about King Solomon. And King Solomon was the successor and the son of King David. Amen. And King Solomon is the one that God used in order to build the temple. Amen. And in fact, David wasn't able to build the temple because he was a man of war and his hands uh, had, had bloodshed. And, and so, but David was also a man after God's own heart. Amen. David, even in the midst of some of his mistakes, was still found pleasing in the sight of the Lord. Amen. In other words, the mistakes that he may have made, he came to repentance at some point in that process, amen, and came back to the Lord, amen. And the reason was is because ultimately his heart was for God, amen, and his heart belonged to God. But let's look right here in King Solomon, and King Solomon was also one that started out as a man that was pleasing to the Lord. He started out as one that found favor from the Lord. Amen. And he was pleasing in the sight of the Lord. Praise the Lord. And just to kind of give you a little history, King Solomon actually became king when he was a teenager. Amen. He was a teenager in his teens, and he took over and became king of Israel. But let's take a look right here in verse in chapter 9 and verse 1. We're going to start in verse 1. Sorry about that, guys. But uh, praise the Lord. I'll give you a second. And we're going to dismiss the youth at this time. Amen. Sorry about that. Give the youth a hand praise tonight. All right. I pray every one of y'all gets saved back there tonight. Amen. Just joking. All right. 1 Kings chapter 9 and verse 1. And the word of the Lord reads, Now it came about when Solomon had finished building the house of the Lord and the king's house and all that Solomon desired to do, that the Lord appeared to Solomon a second time. Now I want you to look because that's a key part. He had already revealed himself to Solomon. He already came to Solomon in a dream. And he began to ask Solomon what it was that he wanted. And that's, for those of you who don't remember, that's when Solomon told him, I want wisdom. And I want wisdom and discernment in order to be able to rule and be a blessing to the people. Amen. But this is the second time here. And he says, Solomon a second time as he had appeared to him at Gibeon. And the Lord said to him, I have heard your prayer and your supplication, which you have made before me. And I have consecrated this house, which you have built by putting my name there forever. And my eyes and my servant will be there perpetually. Verse 4. As for you, if you will walk before me as your father David walked in integrity of heart, in uprightness, doing according to all that I have commanded you and will keep my statutes and my ordinances, then I will establish the throne of your kingdom over Israel forever. And just as I have promised to your father David, saying, you shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. But if you or your sons indeed turn away from following me and do not keep my commandments and my statutes, which I have sent before you, and go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel from the land which I have given them and the house which I have consecrated for my name and I will cast out of my sight. So Israel become a proverb and a byword among all peoples. And this house will become a heap of ruins. And everyone who passes by will be astonished 
and hiss and say, why has the Lord done thus to this land and to this house? Let me pray. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, today. I thank you, Jesus, that you're faithful. I thank you, God, that you, God, are an awesome God, that you're a merciful God, that you are a forgiving God. But, Father, I just thank you, Jesus, God, that you are also a God, Lord, that desires for us to live in a way that pleases you. Father, I just ask you, God, to anoint me to teach and preach tonight, God. Father, God, give me insight, give me wisdom, give me revelation, God, in order to be a blessing to your people, God. Father, I just ask you to remove all distractions right now and ask you to forgive us for all of our sins. Just wash us, just cleanse us and cover us in your son's precious blood. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would, give the Lord a hand, praise, amen. And so as he puts my topic up on the screen, I want to talk to you about something today. I want to talk to you about the dangers of compromise. I want to talk to you about the dangers of compromise, and I want to speak about King Solomon, amen, for just a moment, because King Solomon was one that was blessed by the Lord. He was one that found favor from the Lord, amen, and he had asked the Lord for wisdom like I shared, and the Lord saw that his heart was right, and he saw that his desire was to be a blessing to the people, and so God granted him wisdom, and not only did God grant him wisdom, what he had asked for, amen, in order to be able to rule and handle his position as king, but he also blessed him, amen, with riches, amen. He blessed him with material things. He blessed him with favor. He blessed him with all these various things. And so Solomon was a man, amen, that was found, amen, pleasing to the Lord. And I want us to kind of take a look at this today because, and I want to talk to you about dangers of compromise because sometimes when it comes to compromise, amen, we can start out with just a little and before you know it, we end up somewhere and we don't even know how we got there. Sometimes we just begin to give in just a little bit in one area or another, amen. We just begin to allow some things to happen and, 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 and you know, that before we wouldn't allow and we begin to kind of turn our head or we begin to look at it differently and all of a sudden we find ourselves in a situation and we, we don't know how we got there and we don't know how to get out of it, Amen. And so compromise is something that can be good in certain situations, but in other situations, it can be very dangerous. You know, maybe when it comes to a marriage and it comes to, you know, certain things, maybe what you like, want to eat for dinner, or what you want to watch on TV, you might need to compromise a little. Amen. But when it comes to things that are moral, and when it comes to the things of the Lord, you better stand your ground, amen. And you better stay firm and be steadfast and not give in in certain areas. There's some things in life that you just don't compromise. Can I get an amen? And compromise is something, amen, that can be very dangerous You know, when, when we're talking about compromise and the, the definition, I'm going to give you the definition of compromise real quick. It's the acceptance of standards that are lower than is desirable. In other words, you begin to accept a standard that's lower than what you know is right. In other words, your standards just dropped. And I want you to look at this in a big picture because 
it starts in one place and before you know it, amen, all of a sudden you're way farther away than what you thought you were. And this is something that can happen years prior, amen, and it gradually begins to increase. Are y'all with me today? So it's the acceptance of standards that are lower than is desirable, amen. And compromise is something that is, can be very dangerous. And so I want to kind of take a look at a few different things when we're talking about compromise, that if we allow it in our life, it can begin to create for us. And as he puts my first point up there, I want you to realize this, that compromise can turn your heart from God. Just a little bit of compromise, you can find yourself in a situation where it begins to turn your heart completely from God. Have you ever seen somebody, amen, that begins to allow something in their life that, amen, isn't acceptable and all of a sudden, amen, their commitment to God isn't the way that it used to be? Their commitment to God isn't, amen, as committed as what they used to be, amen. Their, their commitment to God isn't what it used to be, and it's because they begin to allow something into their life, amen. And as you look with me here in 1 Kings, that's what began to happen to King Solomon, amen. King Solomon allowed some things in his life that were not the standard that God had set, and they appeared to him to be harmless, but they were contrary to God's word, and as a result, it ended up putting Solomon in a very bad spot. Can I get an amen? Let's look at verse 1 real quick. In verse chapter 11, he says, Now, King Solomon loved many foreign women, along with the daughter of Pharaoh, Moabite, Ammonite, Edomite, Sidonian, and Hittite women. From the nations concerning which the Lord had said to the sons of Israel, you shall not associate with them, nor shall they associate with you. God had already told them there's Certain people that you just don't associate with. And there's certain people that you don't yoke yourself up with. Amen. In fact, the Bible, if I remember correctly, says, amen, don't be yoked, unequally yoked with an unbeliever. And we know as Christians, for us to even marry an unbeliever is sin in itself. But there's a reason why, amen. Are y'all with me today? And he says, you shall not associate with them, nor shall they associate with you, for they will surely turn your heart after their gods. And Solomon held fast to these in love. He had 700 wives, princes, princesses, and 300 concubines, and his wives turned his heart away. For when Solomon was old, his wives turned his heart away after other gods, and his heart was not wholly devoted to the Lord his God as the heart of David his father had been. Now I want to stop right there, amen. I want you to know that compromise in your life will create you to turn your heart away from from God in your life. And one thing about it is, is David, at first, amen, I mean, Solomon, he still had a heart for God. But he connected himself with these women that God had said, don't mess with them. And as a result, amen, at first, the women 
they were just worshiping these other gods. And, amen. And, and Solomon still had his God. Amen. The God of the universe. The God of the Bible. And at first it wasn't affecting him in that way. Amen. But he allowed the compromise into his life. He went against the word of God in his life. Praise the Lord. Amen. He just compromised in a little way. Amen. And before you know it. Amen. Not only... Were they worshiping other gods and he was connected to them? But before you know it, he ended up turning away and worshiping other gods. Amen. And his heart was no longer for God. I'm trying to share with you today about the dangers of compromise. Praise the Lord. Sometimes we see things that appear to be harmless. Amen. Well, I'm not going to participate in that. But we allowed it to be connected to us in some kind of way. Amen. We allowed it to be tied to us. Amen. And we don't always understand the way that it's going to begin to impact our lives. Praise the Lord. Amen. See, that's why it's important you are cautious about who you connect yourself. Because Solomon, amen, his love for God became secondary According to his love, amen, and desires that he had. My second point right here is that compromise makes you double-minded. It makes you double-minded. This is what James says in chapter 4 in verse 4. Amen. See, he puts it on the screen. He says, you adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility towards God? He said, therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. You can play around with people in the world if you want to. You can connect yourself to people in the world if you want to, amen. But you might find yourself, amen, being one that is hostile towards God. Are y'all with me today? You might find yourself as an, an enemy of God. And sometimes this is what... The dangers are, amen. We become double-minded. Go to the next verse, if you would. He says, or do you think that the scripture speaks to no purpose? He jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us. But he gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And sometimes when we begin to compromise in our lives, we find ourselves double-minded, amen, concerning our commitment to God. You can't play with the world, amen, and be, and be dedicated to God. It doesn't work like that. The Bible says we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And we find ourselves hostile to God. Amen. We find ourselves enemies of God. Because we're sitting here being double-minded concerning our life. And that's what compromise brings. It, it makes us double-minded. Amen. We begin to allow things in our life that we shouldn't be allowing. We begin to okay things that shouldn't be okay, amen, in our lives, amen. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say, God is good. And one thing about it, whenever we compromise and it makes us double-minded, it also causes... The God's people to be indecisive and faithless. I'm going to show you a scripture in 1 Kings chapter 18 and 21. Amen. 
He says, Elijah came near to all the people and said, how long will you hesitate between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people did not answer him a word. And so when we begin to compromise in our lives, it begins to make us indecisive, amen, about certain things. You're either committed to the Lord and you're going all the way with God, amen, or you're going to find yourself undecisive on what you're doing. Am I going to live committed? Am I going to go all the way, amen? Am I going to begin to live in holiness, praise the Lord? Am I going to begin to live in a way that glorifies God? Am I going to do the will of God, amen? Am I going to answer the call of God? Am I going to walk in the anointing of God, praise the Lord, amen? What am I going to do, praise the Lord? We become indecisive, amen. And all of a sudden, we don't know what we're doing, and we don't know where we're going, amen. And we don't know, amen, what it is that we're supposed to be doing. And that's because we begin to compromise in our lives and play games with sin. And before you know it, we find ourselves set up and vulnerable for the enemy to begin to take us smooth out. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say, God is good. And that's what you see there in that scripture. It caused the people to be indecisive and faithless. Go back to our scripture right quick in chapter 11 and verse 7. He says, then Solomon built a high place for Kamosh, the detestable idol of Moab, on the mountain which is east of Jerusalem, and for Molech, the detestable idol of the sons of Ammon. Thus also he did for all his foreign wives who burned incense and sacrificed to their gods. Now look at the next verse. He says, now the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned away from the Lord. Have you ever just had some righteous anger with somebody that's heart just turned from God? And he says here, the God of Israel who had appeared to him twice and had commanded him concerning this thing that he should not go after other gods. But he did not observe what the Lord had commanded. And so the Lord said to Solomon, because you have done this and you have not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I've commanded you, I will surely tear the kingdom from you and will give it to your servant. Now, as we move to my third point, I want to see compromise also remove his God's hedge from your life. You know, today is 9-11. Amen. America has slowly compromised over the years. Begin to worship other gods. Begin to go after the desires of the flesh. Begin to forget where they came from. Amen. In 9-11, we remember what took place on 9-11. Where the Twin Towers, amen, got hit with airplanes. The airplanes that got hijacked. I want you to look at this scripture for just a moment. Because compromise begins to affect God's hedge around us. There's two reasons why God's hedge is removed. Number one, you see it in the book of Job, where God was testing Job. And number two, you see the hedge removed when somebody is allowing sin in their life. 
Can you put my scripture up there? Psalms 80 and verse 12 says, Why have you broken down its hedges? So that all who pass that way pick its fruit. A boar from the forest eats it away. And whatever moves in the field feeds on it. He says, why have you lifted the hedge? And what you begin to see right here happens to Solomon is now there was actually a civil war that began to occur amongst the children of Israel. There was a civil war that they began to fight amongst each other. And they begin to fight against each other because of Solomon's compromise that he allowed and his disobedience to God. And before you know it, amen, it was to a point, amen, where Solomon ended up losing the kingdom altogether. In fact, the Bible says, amen, that all the tribes were removed from Solomon except for one. And the only reason why that one last tribe was even kept, amen, is to honor his father David, amen. Are y'all with me today? But every other tribe was taken and stripped, amen, from Solomon, amen. In other words, the blessing of God was stripped right out from underneath them, amen, because of his compromise that he allowed in his life. Are y'all with me today? See, it's dangerous to allow compromise in your life. Because God's got a hedge around your life. Amen. But you can play with God if you want to. God has a hedge around America. But we can play with God if we want to. And sometimes God is trying to get our attention. Praise the Lord. Which is what was taking place on 9-11. Amen. And for a moment, he had our attention. 18 years ago. But how quickly did we forget, amen, and turn right back, praise the Lord. And there was a lot of spiritual significance that goes even deeper than that within that whole situation. Are y'all with me today? And God's wrath was stirred up. And as a result, the loss of God's Blessing began to occur. Look at verse 11. He says, So the Lord said to Solomon, Because you have done this, and you have not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I commanded you, I will surely tear the kingdom from you and will give it to your servant. Nevertheless, I will not do it in your days for the sake of of your father David, but I will tear it out of the hand of your son. However, I will not tear away all the kingdoms, but I will give one tribe to your son for the sake of my servant David and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. And then the Bible says in verse 14, then the Lord raised up an ad adversary to Solomon, an Edomite, and he was of the royal line in Edom. For it came about when David was in Edom, and Joab, the commander of the army, had gone up to bury the slain and had struck down every male in Edom. For Joab and Israel stayed there six months until he had cut off every male in Edom. Can I get the worship team to come forward? But he had the, the kingdom stripped. You're talking about somebody that started out good. How I many I know sometimes we can start out this thing good? We can start out this thing focused. We can be dedicated to God. We can be committed to God. We can give our heart to God. But compromise, amen, even the littlest bit. You know, you can start compromising in one little area, and before you know it, amen, you've got a whole lot of compromise in your life. Any of y'all ever seen it before? Anybody ever experienced it?
Somebody say, God is good. But he'll lift the hedge. Thank you, Father. First Kings chapter 12, verse 28. He says, so the king consulted and made two golden calves. And he said to them, it is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold your gods, O Israel, that brought you up from the land of Egypt. And he set one in Bethel and the other he put in Dan. Dan. Now this thing became a sin, for the people went to worship before one as far as Dan. And he made houses on high places and made priests from among all the people who were not of the sons of Levi. And Jeroboam instituted a feast in the eighth month on the fifteenth day of the month, like the feast which is in Judah. And he went up to the altar and thus did in Bethel, sacrificing to the calves which he had made. And he stationed in Bethel the priest of the high places which he had made. And then he went up to the altar which he had come in Bethel on the 15th day in the 18th month and even in the month which he had devised in his own heart. And he instituted a feast for the sons of Israel. And went up on to the altar to burn incense. Now behold, there came a man of God from Judah to Bethel by the word of the Lord. While Jeroboam was standing by the altar to burn incense. And he cried against the altar by the word of the Lord and said, O altar, altar, thus says the Lord, behold, a son shall be born to the house of David, Josiah by name. And on you he shall sacrifice the priests of the high places who burn incense on you, and human bones shall be burned on you. Then he gave a sign the same day, saying, This is the sign which the Lord has spoken. Behold, the altar shall be split apart, and the ashes which are on it shall be poured out. Now when the king heard the saying of the man of God, which he cried against the altar in Bethel, Jeroboam stretched out his hand from the altar, saying, Seize him. But his hands, which he stretched out against him, dried up, so that he could not draw it back to himself. And the altar also was split apart, and the ashes were poured out. And one thing about his saints is when we allow, when we allow this compromise in our life, the compromise that Solomon allowed, it not only affected him, but it affected his son. Hello. It affected the next generation. It created that generation to begin to worship idols and false gods. Somebody say God is good. But when we get back where we need to be, when we get back in line, hello, when we begin to walk in a way that glorifies God, when we begin to turn from our wicked ways and we begin to seek the face of God, you're going to see God's mercy be released. Praise the Lord. Amen. And you're going to begin to see even the generations begin to turn towards the Lord. You know, when I think about it, you know, if I would have kept going, I'm sure there's no telling what my kids would be doing. Are y'all with me? But by the grace of God and through my repentance, amen, and walking faithfully with the Lord, by the grace of God, amen, 
kids serving the Lord. Amen. I want to stand to your feet tonight. But all it takes is, all it begins with is just a little compromise. We just give in a little bit. Solomon began to compromise first by taking horses from himself from Egypt that God told him don't take. All it started out with was just horses. The Bible says, amen, that a king should not gather horses for himself, especially not from Egypt. And then it went from that, you shall not connect yourself with these people, these women from this outside of the children of Israel. There the compromise went. And before you know it, a man of God, his heart was completely turned from God. Are y'all with me today? I've seen it happen many times. I see people that start out good. They're dedicated to the Lord. They're committed. But they yoke themselves with something that's not pleasing to the Lord. And they find themselves somewhere that they have no idea how they got there. All it is is a little compromise. It's dangerous. Just a little. Are y'all with me today? So let's pray. Father, help us, Lord God. Help us, Father, to be aware, God, of the things, the little foxes, the little things, Lord, that we can allow in our lives that can begin to lead us away from you, Lord, that can lead us away from our devotion, that can turn our heart from you, God. And Lord, don't let us allow things in our life that create us to be double-minded. Father, where we're not sold out for you. And Lord, don't allow us, God, to allow things in our life that will lift the hedge that you have on our lives. Father, I thank you, Jesus, that your angels encamp themselves around us, that your angels are with us, God, that you are with us, Lord, and your word says if you are with us, if you are for us, who can be against us, Lord Jesus? But Father, we don't want to become an enemy of yours, Lord Jesus. Father, help us, Lord, not to play with compromise. Help us not to allow it in our lives. Help us, Lord God, to repent of anything that's not of you, God. Let this be a night tonight, God, where we repent, God, of any compromise that we've allowed in our lives. And we come back, God, to what we know, Lord Jesus. Father, we know that David made mistakes, but he still was a man after your heart. He still came back to you, God. Father, I just praise you, Lord God. We don't want to drift away, Lord God. We don't want to drift away. We don't want to have a slow fade, God. But Lord, we want to be dedicated. Father, help us, Lord not to get to where we're just soft on sin where we're okay with things that we used to not be okay with Lord I know that you grow us and you mature us and you give us wisdom and Father we operate in grace Lord and mercy like you operate in grace and mercy God but Lord let us not be compromised when it comes to sin Lord God let us not be okay with things that we used to not be okay with Bring us back to where we were, God, when we were de dedicated and devoted, Lord. Because we know, Lord God, that a little leaven will leaven the whole loaf, God. Just a little bit of compromise, God, will leaven the whole loaf. It can take us somewhere we don't even want to be, God. It can create us worshiping something, God, that we don't even want to worship. And Father, it can lift the hedge up off us, God. 
We need your heads, Lord Jesus, because we're in a wicked world. We're in a dark world, God. We're in an evil world. But Father, we know, God, that you've come to seek and save this world, to seek and save the lost, and to destroy the works of the devil. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, that you're rising up, raising up dedicated, devoted, uncompromised people, God. People that will walk in your ways, that will keep your statutes, God, that will walk in the blessing and the fullness of God. I thank you for the blessing of God that's on our lives, God, because of uncompromised hearts, Lord God. The blessing of God that's released, God, because of the faithfulness, God. Hallelujah. Help us, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God to live in a way that's pleasing to you, Lord Jesus, to break the curses up off our lives, Lord God, hallelujah, that have been passed down, Lord God, to break those generational curses, Lord, and those curses, God, that we have allowed in our lives, God. Break them tonight, Lord God, through our devotion, Lord God, through our commitment, through our uncompromises, God. Help us, Lord Jesus, to walk in the way that you called us to walk, Lord God. Hallelujah. Bring us back to the way we were, God, when we first met you and fell in love with you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Where, God, we didn't allow people to do things around us. We didn't allow people to say stuff around us, Lord God. We didn't allow things in our lives, Lord God. Because we knew that they'd carry us away, God. Oh, you're worthy, Jesus. If that's you, I want you to come to this altar tonight and let God just begin to refresh you tonight. Just let God, amen, begin to restore you tonight. Some of you, amen, were devoted, uncompromised in your lives. And something just crept in, something crept in. Little bit, little things, the little foxes, the little foxes just crept in. The little foxes are what's going to get you. We don't notice it. We don't even notice it happening. That's what the enemy tries to do. He just wants us to give it a little bit. Okay, a little bit of sin. the 
Worship the Lord in this place. 